We all know that, that one person who absolutely refuses to go to the doctor, right? And they can be suffering terribly, but they just don't want to admit that there's a problem. Family and friends can beg them to get help, but they refuse. I know a couple of people who, even after having heart attacks, didn't want to bother the doctor or their family members. They come up with excuses. They said, it, well, it's not really that bad. And honestly, some of those people, they died. I thought of them as I read this quote from St. Thomas Aquinas. A man is sometimes sick, and unless he takes medicine, he will die. Even so in the spiritual life. A man is sick on account of sin. For that reason, he needs medicine so that he may be restored to health. And this grace is bestowed in the sacrament of penance, also known as the sacrament of confession or the sacrament of reconciliation. Three, three names for the same thing. And it's the sacrament I'm going to speak about today. Like those who avoid the doctor, I know a lot of Catholics avoid confession. We come up with all kinds of rationalizations to avoid it. But the truth is, we need confession. Perhaps if we have a better understanding of the sacrament, we can find the courage to walk into the confessional, to reveal our spiritual sickness to the divine physician, and find the spiritual healing that he offers us in there. After all, the alternative, dying without seeking God's mercy, without repentance, puts us at risk, not just at physical death, but of spiritual death, possibly the sufferings of hell. You know, while he was on earth, Jesus forgave the sins of those he encountered, such as when he forgave the paralytic who had been brought to him by simply saying, man, your sins are forgiven you. But today we don't encounter Jesus out there walking on the street and so on. But that doesn't mean he doesn't forgive any longer. It just means he's doing it now in a different way, on a grander scale, through his Catholic Church around the world, especially through his sacraments, especially through the sacrament of confession. And as I've been saying repeatedly over these last weeks, I sound like a broken record, the sacraments don't just represent Jesus' work in the world. They are his work in the world. They bring about that work. If we go to confession, we aren't simply remembering the nice fact that Jesus forgave us our sins. We are at that moment receiving his forgiveness. But let me back up a bit. Talk a little bit about what confession remedies, what it fixes. And that, of course, is sin. And the fact that sin, we divide it into two categories, right? Venial and mortal. Venial sins are, they're bad, but they're maybe the less serious of the two kinds of sin. They can be forgiven by going directly to God, by reciting an act of contrition prayer, or at the beginning of Mass, when we have the penitential act, you know, when we admit we are sinners, ask for God's mercy, but that's enough for the forgiveness of venial sins. Mortal sins, on the other hand, are more serious. They are deadly to our eternal life, hence the term mortal. 
If somebody is mortally wounded, they've been injured in such a way that they are dying. If you have committed a mortal sin, you are spiritually injured in such a way that you are spiritually at risk of dying. And there are three criterias for a sin to be a mortal sin. These are one of the things you probably learned back in catechism that you should probably remember, but here's a refresher. First, for a sin to be mortal, it has to be a serious matter. It's something that's actually serious, maybe like one of the violations of the Ten Commandments, uh, a clear violation. Secondly, the second condition for a sin to be mortal is you know that it's a serious thing. And thirdly, the third criteria is that you go ahead and do it anyway, right? If we die with a sin like this, a mortal sin on our soul, without having gone to confession, without having repented of it, you know, only God knows for sure, but uh, you might go to hell forever. It's that serious. And we must confess our mortal sins to receive forgiveness for them. Uh, venial sins, they don't necessarily have to be confessed, but I say it's a good idea to mention them in confession anyway, because sometimes it's hard to know when you apply those three, three criteria. Okay, I knew it was wrong, but did I really freely do, do that act? So it sometimes is a gray area. When in doubt, just bring it to confession, right? But I will say this, <laughs> mortal sins include a lot more than just like actual murder, right? Um, like the third commandment, keep holy the Lord's day. That's a serious matter. Secondly, I think most of us know that. But thirdly, a lot of us choose not to come to Mass, just freely. You know, some of us, it's different if you, you have to work or someone is, is sick or you're sick. That's, you're not freely choosing it then. But if you're just lazy, well, that could be a mortal sin. As just one example, right? So mortal sins include more than just, like, murder, right? But this raises the question. So we've got to confess our mortal sins, but to whom do we confess them? Because the authority to forgive sins really only belongs to God properly. And I think a lot of even Catholics think this, that, well, that means I don't need a priest. God's the one who should forgive sins. That's the same objection that the Jewish rulers had back in Jesus' day when he started saying he was forgiving sins. But the thing is, since Jesus ascended back to heaven, how can we speak to him? How can we hear him forgive us? Well, we see in, in the gospel, Jesus told a man, child, your sins are forgiven. And then the gospel says, the people glorified God who had given such authority to men. Notice the plural there. They were amazed Jesus had given the authority to forgive sins to men. And it becomes clearer that Jesus gave this authority to forgive sins to specific men after his resurrection when Jesus delegated this authority very clearly to his apostles, telling them, As the Father has sent me, so I send you. He's sending them out. Receive the Holy Spirit. He's giving them the help of God to do what they're about to do. And he says, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. See, very clearly, God is telling the apostles, 
Now, I'm, I'm, I'm God, I'm the one who has the authority to forgive sins, but I'm giving you, I'm delegating it to you. Now go out into the world and forgive sins. And as we read in the first letter of St. John, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins. So we confess our sins right there in the Bible. We're told explicitly that Jesus has delegated this power to the apostles, who then, we know, handed it on to their successors, the Catholic bishops, who then share that authority with the priests whom they ordained. Catholic priests and bishops are the only ones now on earth who possess this power, a power that they exercise in confession. It is true, though, God can forgive sins without a priest. I mean, he's God. Like, he could do whatever he wants. But since he gave us the sacrament of confession, and because it works, why wouldn't we use it? I know from my personal experience, it feels great to walk out of the confessional knowing I'm forgiven. Because if I just go directly to God, I'm like, God, I'm sorry. And I kind of wonder, am I forgiven? But in confession, you know you're forgiven. To paraphrase the catechism, individual, integral confession and absolution remain the only ordinary way for the faithful to reconcile themselves with God and the church. So, if you think you don't need confession, that you're forgiven in other ways, the catechism, the Bible, might suggest otherwise. But those are the effects of the sacrament. It removes the guilt of sin. It reconciles us with one another, with the church. And it helps us avoid the same sins going forward into the future. Okay, so those are the effects of it. But now I want to get very practical. How often should a person go to confession? Well, the church says we should go at least once a year. But that's like the absolute minimum, right? Um, if you're looking at your life, if you're doing kind of an examination of conscience every now and then, you're going to realize you've got some things to get off your chest in confession. So I recommend once a month, unless you become aware of a mortal sin, well, then you should get to confession as soon as possible, right? And certainly before you come and take Holy Communion again. You've got to repair that relationship with God before you express communion with him here by taking communion. So... How often? Maybe once a month. But how do you do it? Some people don't remember how, because it was second grade was a long time ago, right? Well, first we need to prepare. And do that by making an examination of conscience. Uh, this can be done by mentally walking through the Ten Commandments, asking, okay, first one, did I do that? Second one, did I do that? And so on. And there's also pamphlets on the little shelf there by the confessional and elsewhere in the church, probably out on those pamphlet racks, that help you walk through this. There's even apps on your smartphone. There's an app for everything. But however you do it, make a list of at least the mortal sins that you've committed since the last confession. Venial sins you're good to, but you've got to at least list the mortal ones. Write it down if you need to, but don't lose the paper. Don't leave it laying around for someone else to find, right? And once you've prepared with an examination of conscience, you find a priest. Now, there are regular times of confession in our churches. Usually it's before Mass. 
but if you contact a priest really at any reasonable hour, if they're able to, they will accommodate you. So don't call me at 3 in the morning, but if you call me at 10 in the morning or even 6 or 7 at night, like, hey, I'll do what I can to be there for you. But during the regular time, if that confessional door is open and the green light is on, go right in. Kneel down or, or be seated. If the door is closed, though, and the red light is on, well, someone's in there. Wait a bit. You might have to wait in line. But once you're in there, you begin by saying something like, Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. And we usually will start with the sign of, cross, sign of the cross, and then you say this. And then you mention your state in life. Something like, I am a single man, or I am a married man, etc. And then you say how long it's been since your last confession. As best as you can remember, I don't need the exact moment. but And then you begin listing the sins that you've committed since your last confession in kind and number. That's something a lot of people forget. So you, you have to list them in kind. You have to say aloud what you did. I don't want too many details, please, but enough to know the general idea. And number, how many times you did it, as best as you can remember. For example, Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. I am a single man. It has been two weeks since my last confession, and these are my sins. I drank to excess on three occasions, and so on. You end by saying something like, I'm sorry for these sins and all the sins of my life. That last part is a little bit important because it lets the priest know when you're done, right? And it also says, in case I forgot some others, that I, I'm sorry for those too. But you do have to mention out loud any of the mortal sins you're aware of, right? It's like going to the doctor. If you've got a gaping wound and you don't show it to him, he can't heal it. The priest then um, may offer you some advice. You know, it's not meant to be a lengthy spiritual direction, direction session, but he may offer a little bit of advice. He will assign a penance to you, usually some task or set of prayers that you're to carry out in reparation for your sins. And then you'll pray an act of contrition prayer. And there's a lot of different versions of it. You probably learned one in second grade, right? But whatever they are, they just make explicit the sorrow that you have for the sins you've committed and your intention to avoid them again as best as you can in the future. The priest will then pray the words of absolution, which are the words that bring about the forgiveness of God. This is the most important part of the whole thing. The priest will say, in part, I absolve you from your sins. It's always comforting to hear that. It brings a sense of peace. The priest will then dismiss you with some words, and there's a couple of options, but something like, the Lord has freed you from your sins. Go in peace. And you can respond, thanks be to God. And you walk out of the confessional, and you carry out the penance the priest has assigned to you. Now, if that all sounds a little bit complicated, it's really not. And... Don't worry about it. This is the big thing. Don't worry about it, right? Um, people come into the confessional all the time, and they say, they begin not with, forgive me, Father. I, they begin with, um, what do I do? <laughs> and that's okay. Uh, it's better to know what you're doing, but I'll walk you through it. We'll walk through it together. Just think of it as a conversation with Jesus that you know is going to end with him saying, I absolve you from your sins. Go in peace. And that feels great. 
And I do just want to reassure everyone that because of the seal of confession, priests will never reveal anything shared in the confessional. Even if someone confesses that they have literally committed murder, the priest is not going to share that. And I know people are often afraid to confess to a priest because they worry he's going to think less of them. But in truth, the worse the sins confessed, the more respect that I have for the people who have the courage and the humility to bring that to confession. It's actually quite edifying for a priest to see people so humble, so trusting, and so hungry for God's mercy, which, of course, we freely grant. And know that if you do not, even, even though I say that, you don't feel comfortable confessing here, I don't just go somewhere. Find a priest somewhere, right? And honestly, the truth is, I, I do forget pretty much everything I hear in there, and I think that's got to be a, a grace of God. But you can also think of it this way. Think of your garbage man, right? After about one hour on the job, he's not really that grossed out by your trash anymore, right? He just takes it away. Doesn't give it a second thought. And so it is for the priest. Confession really is a great gift to us from Jesus. We are all sick with sin and keeping that sickness hidden, pretending it's not there, rationalizing it away, doesn't solve the problem. It may even lead to spiritual death, possibly even hell. So let us make use of confession. Let us encounter the divine physician there. Let him heal us and put us back on the path to heaven. Amen.